welcome to the Any Given Thursday podcast. Max and David with you as always. We're back to talk about uh, the playoff knockout rounds second leg coming to you live this Thursday. Um, I guess on Paramount Plus. They don't sponsor us, so I'm not going to support that. Um, You should support us. We have so many listeners. Um, Paramount Plus, if you're listening, pick us up. You should hire us. Yeah. We'll do we'll do the competition more service than uh than some of the people on Golazzo. <laughs> we care about more than just goals on this podcast, although yeah, we do. Although a lot of what we're going to talk about is goal predictions. Yeah. Um, but let's start in the Europa League. And um, should we start with the one Europa League tie that might already be put to bed? Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. Let's talk about the most yeah, let's boring tie. Get that one out of the way first. PSV lost three nothing to Sevilla. In Spain last Pretty week. Pretty bleak performance. Do you think there's any chance for them to come I back in not. this one? I'm with you. <laughs> they looked so, so out of it against Sevilla. I still think... I think they P- can score a couple of goals. And plus, nobody trusts Sevilla right now. So, yeah. I mean, if there's... It's not... I wouldn't say it's 100% over. You know, there's mm-hmm. like... There's, this is like sliver of like 3-4% chance that they could make it interesting. I think they'll yeah. make it interesting. I don't think they'll... I don't think they'll complete their comeback. I agree with you on that. They offensively haven't looked the same domestically without Cody Gakpo there. I mean, they're still a good attacking outfit for sure, but missing a little bit of that creativity and Plus finishing ability Medwike as well. Yeah, and Noni Medwike leaving as well. That's a good point. Uh, so started for Chelsea over the weekend. Yeah, uh, they lost like, to Southampton. Feels like a lot of people could start for Chelsea. Right no now, relation. But... No relation between the two. But yeah, I think. Sevilla on the road. You should say that because Chelsea just uh, submitted a 30 million transfer bid for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I might be moving to London pretty soon. Dude. Your FIFA rating is going to jump up yeah. 30 points just by the, just by being linked to them. I might be on the pitch against Tottenham. This yeah. game. They need more help in losing to Tottenham. I, yeah, dude, I'd do it just for the sabotage for yeah. sure. But anyway, Sevilla on the road, not the same as Sevilla at home. So I think PSV can win this game. I don't know if they can turn around a three-goal deficit. Yeah. I'll go so far as to say I think they will win this game. I agreed with you on that. I have this down as a 2-1 PSV oh, win. Boy, I have it down as a 2-0 PSV win. I think okay. that goal will come with like in like the 74th minute, the second. Yeah. So that's mostly a selfish thing. So we get the intrigue of watching 20 <laughs> minutes of, uh, of of nervous football for Sevilla. But I do think they'll just about get it done. All right. So we both have Sevilla moving on. But PSV should be never able to bet this against game. Sevilla. In the Europa League. No, never betting against Sevilla in the Europa League. You learned that the hard way in the first leg. But... I did. I yeah. did. All right, should we just move on to the next game? Yeah, one it's... that's got a little more intrigue to it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be Nalls 1, Juventus 1. Yeah. You know what they said? You know, they were Nalls with... chances at what? the start of this day? No. No. No chance. No, no, no. But they, they proved us wrong. They got a draw in Turin. Despite some uh, late. VAR controversy. Yeah. Um, Juve will be mad about that, but they should never have really taken it to that place to begin with at home. Now we go back to France, which to a to a building, to a stadium, which is proven uh when there's something to get up for, they will do it. Mm-hmm. Need we remind you that Nantes has not been involved in a European journey in over 20 years. Yeah. Um their first European match in the group stage was really, really entertaining. And uh, well, I just uh, hiccuped there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really entertaining, and and the the crowd was pretty unbelievable. One of the best we've seen, I think, in the competition so far. So, um, hopefully, they're really up for this one because it's the type of atmosphere that could 
you know, if they took an early lead, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it can it's, carry them a long yeah, way. We'll see. Yeah, the Beaujolais Stadium gets electric. That place can be totally rocking, especially at night. It looks great at night. Uh, but And also, I think Nons are unbeaten in, like, 10, 11 matches in all competitions at this I point. I don't think that, that think can't that's true. be true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's true. I heard it on the broadcast. Really? Yeah. Wow. That would be well. They just lost. Oh, they to, just lost, lost to Long over the weekend. So definitely not true. Maybe they were before that. They were unbeaten for in ten or eleven matches. Yeah. Um. They were on a roll, and they looked pretty. And a, a lot of those were clean, clean sheets. Mm-hmm. So they haven't been conceding many goals. Yeah, which is always a good thing against Juve. And Juve yeah. also a team that doesn't concede many goals, but yeah, the, I remember them. They they really built that up for Juve. How they hadn't conceded. I was I was on an Amtrak train mm-hmm. coming back from Philly, um, and I was trying to watch. Um, or maybe I was on my way to Philly from DC. It doesn't matter. I was trying to get the Wi-Fi to work so I could watch Napoli and Juve. Oh. At the time, we're like first and second in the league, yeah. basically. And everyone was like, Juve hasn't conceded in 60 years. Look at the best <laughs> defense of all time. And then they go and conceded like five in like three minutes. Yeah, they've been on like a run of seven straight or something without a goal after switching to the I was like, uh-huh. Brazilian back uh-huh. three. And Napoli, though. Are substantially better than yeah. That was yeah. I was like okay, yeah. yeah, But my my point being, never trust uh, somebody building up how uh, how uh, never trust impenetrable impenetrable that the (laughs) that someone's back line is leading up to a big match. We saw the same thing with Barcelona United game last week, where it's like nobody's cracked the Barcelona defense in years. They're the greatest of all time, and then they looked totally out of it and. And to be flappable. fair, they made made a change, couple changes to the they back did. line. But I get your point. I'm just saying. Sometimes we, I think we get like maybe overly, uh, overly caught up in. I know, I know, it's like literally fact that yeah, <laughs> that they're a good defense. But sometimes weird shit. This is what's so fun about the Europa League for me is like mm-hmm. is that weird shit happens. Um, expect the unexpected. Yeah, and all that not all that good stuff. And Kumbari, Uncle Antoine. As he's called, oh, <laughs> he's uh he just seems to get not really well and kind of understand what they how to bring out the best in the players in crucial situations, and this would be one of those crucial situations, I think. Uh, but I would say if Juventus go out, it's all on the other manager. It's all on Allegri if they go out. I mean, the oh, team is sure. substantially better talent wise than. Oh, it's not even. I mean, that's not even a question. Yeah, and before they scored, they were dominating the game. And then after not scored the equalizer, they were dominating the game. It's just when they intentionally give up any initiative in the game to not that not have a chance to score. Yeah. And in this case, they tied the game. But in France, they could take the lead, right? If Juve just sit back and let not play their game, and Juve have to don't take, take the, the lead. Yeah, no way, no way. <laughs> Juve have to play with some initiative to get this over the line they in won't. advance. This is their only way into Europe, really, for next yeah. year. Well, no, I mean outside the conference league. Yeah. But if they're not banned, which they probably will There's be anyway. There's a small but, chance they could like get up top six again, but not top four. I don't think they can get top six. But I think seventh yeah, is seventh, they are, They're already seventh. So. Well, they're eighth on yeah. goal difference. Oh, but okay. <laughs> they're going to get seventh. Very realistic chance they get seventh. But this is their way to the Champions League. Yeah. I mean, like they have to be going all out for this competition. And yeah. if Allegri is going to just take his foot off the gas completely when they get a one goal lead, they're not going to be able to beat any God, of the I good teams in this competition. God, I hope they don't. I, God, I hope yeah. they don't win the cup. I really hope they lose today. I don't think they're going to. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Juve in extra time, though, because I, I think they'll fuck around. Yeah. 
I got him an extra time, 2-1 on the day, 3-2 on aggregate. I have it one nothing because I think you may just leave it late. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I think Nons is good for a goal at home. Yeah, I mean, I could totally see this. I, I was totally see Nons. Even though they, upset. like, shouldn't have won the last week, I was impressed by some of their composure and, like, pattern of play um, mm-hmm. when they had their chances. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Let's go to Micheland 1, Sporting 1, heading over to Denmark for the second leg of this fixture. Um, yeah, I mean, Michelin got a surprise result mm-hmm. in uh, in Portugal, in Lisbon. Um, it wasn't for lack of trying on Sporting's end. They had, like, an enormous XG. Yeah, I think it was, like, 2.7 yeah. or something like that. They and... just couldn't score. Like, I, I know Sporting's had some weird shit go on this year. Um so I, I don't want to say like for sure that Sporting are going to dominate this game again, especially because we've seen Mitchell and throw surprises um, mm-hmm. in this competition. Yeah. But they just don't have the squad to compete with Sporting if Sporting show up again. And if Sporting put up another three XG, <laughs> you know, they're not they're not going to only score once. I think Sporting take care of business here. I agree with you on that. I mean, Michelin haven't lost at home in Europe this season. But they have also been the second worst team in Denmark at home. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what do you go like, figure? Yeah. It's just they're one of those weird teams. Like they the Danish and Belgian teams just seem to be all over the place in terms of yeah. form when it comes to Europe right now. So I would not rule Michelin out no. at all. But I also I, I just favor sporting this. I think they're a better team. They should win. But we'll see. Uh I have sporting two one. I have sporting three one, four two okay. on aggregate. All right. So we both have the same teams going through so far. Let's go. Will we disagree on this one? Uh, Monaco and Leverkusen. Monaco took home a late winner. Dramatic. Germany, very dramatic. From Sassi. two, from two uh, deep shots outside yeah, two, the box. Two absolutely bangers. With bangers. There's the bangers. 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 Are they going to get any mash this time? Are they going to get any bangers or mash this time? I think they're going to get mashed. Ooh. Ooh. Really? No, I think it's going to be another uh, hectic affair here. Mm-hmm. I think these, uh, I think Leverkusen games are, are just, uh, with, you know, with the with this with the modern style that Javi Alonso wants to put forward on all these youthful attacking players. Mm-hmm. Um, plus the fact that they're going to have to go for it here. Um, on, I guess you could call it a road game, but it's not really. Yeah, like thirty. <laughs> it's only a road game in the sense that they had to travel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, they'll probably have more fans there than Monaco will. <laughs> I, I know it sounds like we're consistently overly harsh on Monaco's just look at support, the, but it just turn on the broadcast. It's just true. Just turn I, on they the broadcast. Just don't have it's like the saddest thing. It's the, the saddest thing. Uh, and um, I'm sure part of it is financial reasons yeah. and the fact that Monaco's a tiny principality. But yeah, yeah, they are riding an eight-game win streak. Right? Yeah, now. they're really good. Uh, they've been in great form. Their attack in particular has been clicking. There's, I don't see there's any way Leverkusen keep Monaco off the I don't think so either. Here, Part but... of my reasoning that I like Leverkusen here is that Monaco, it was a little bit, um, it, was a, it was an imbalance, this final score. <laughs> like, they, they didn't actually, you, you, on the balance of play, they didn't really deserve. They had good moments in the first half and deserved to take the lead, but those last two, the equalizer and the winner, were just, like, shots from heaven. They were... Yeah. Um, so I think if if and and I don't know what the tactics are going to look like necessarily, but I I thought like especially after the second half, Xabi Alonso really found something in in how they're pressing and and yeah. pressuring Monaco. Um, and they could not cope with you know Verts and Diabate, uh, not Diabate, D 
Diaby. Yeah. Um, just like running straight at them, <laughs> the defense, like, um, and if if some of those guys are able to like slalom forward and take out multiple defenders at a time, um, they get opened up quickly. Um, I and I I just want to see Leverkusen go through, not because I give a shit about the club, but uh, I know they're like one of the no nos in Germany mm-hmm. for <laughs> for everyday fans. But I I just think the squad is so fun that, um, and I you know I. Always rather see a, a home stadium full of fans than none. <laughs> yeah. As this competition goes forward. Um, that's just my personal feelings. I'm going to take Leverkusen here. Okay. Three two on the day, five five on aggregate, going through on pens. If I told you, I don't know if you watched Leverkusen over the weekend, but Diaby did miss the game. Mm. He was injured and may potentially miss this one. I don't know if that changes your opinion. Because mm. for me, when I watch I watched their highlights from the weekend and it looked very similar to the Monaco game. Like there's moments where they're super electric and fun to watch, but they're yeah. just not getting the results. They've won one of their last five games. Yeah. It's just, so for me, they've still climbed up the table from like 15th to 8th. since yeah, Alonso yeah. got there. I, I don't think that's Xavi doing a bad job. No, I just no. think it's, I uh, think, I think like I, I, I've gotten punished for getting too caught up in German results before mm-hmm. like, or, or like runs of results. Yeah. Cause as we talked about on the pod last week, Germany lies. Sometimes Germany lies a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, there's like big runs in both directions mm-hmm. um, that are kind of hard to compensate for yeah. when you're picking in Europe. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm taking Leverkusen yeah. going through on pens five, five on aggregate. I'm picking the same score, but the inverse. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going for vibes here, dude. I'm just going for vibes. Yeah. I I think Monaco's going to take this one. I want I the vibes. Think they're they're playing really well. I don't think there's any way Leverkusen, especially with Jonathan Top potentially missing this game. Vibes. Uh, I really like Monaco's attack. Vibes. vibes. I think vibes. the vibes in Monaco are pretty good right now. They're pretty good. No, I'm so I'm picking a vibey game. Yeah, vibes. I think it will be a vibey game. I vibes. think it's going to be Lost fun to goals. watch. Uh, you know when uh, Ty isn't going to feature a lot of goals? Is it Union Berlin and Ajax? It is. They finished uh, their first leg in. Amsterdam nil nil, despite uh what I found to be a pretty stupid uh yeah. uh VAR disallowed goal. Um, yeah. unless there's something from both Union of Berlin us aren't seeing on yeah. there that I'm still irritated by that. I think Union and Union kind of deserved the uh I almost said the three points. They don't get three points for these. They just but get, they, they get a goal now. Yeah, but they deserve the goal. They deserve to win that fixture. I think it's gonna be really hard for Ajax. I mean. This is another weird uh, situation of league forum versus European forum because I I mean Ajax were absolutely woeful in January. Mm-hmm. Um, they drew like sixteen matches in a row. They got their coach fired. Um, since uh, what's his name has come in, uh, I don't know his name offhand, what's but he's the interim. Yeah, the interim look, up, look him up, yeah. look him up really quick because I know who he is. I just forget it. Um, they've won four games in a row. I think they've Heidinger, yeah, yeah, former Dutch international. Uh, they've, uh, they've scored a ton of goals in the last couple, the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. They're just like mauling through opponents, slowly climbing up to, you know, getting close to fine order. At the top. I think they're three points off fine order at the top now, mm-hmm. uh, a point or two off AZ in second. Um, so they're, you know, they're making their way up their table, up the table and they look really good. However, we watched them against Union with a really organized, um, clever defense, um, and they could they created nothing. They had zero shots in the first half. Yeah. Uh, not on target. Zero shots. Um, it looked a little more lively in the second, but it's hard to see them going to one of the toughest places to play in Germany these days. Mm-hmm. Um, with you know eighty percent of the fans standing, rollicking, 
Yeah. Uh, this is as far as they've ever been in a in European mm-hmm. competition. Yeah. It's um, only the second time they've been in Europe, yeah. too. And... So it's it's hard to see how Ajax copes with that, given where they've been since the restart. Yeah. I agree with you. I especially think it's shocking Ajax's lack of attempts because they still had the ball a lot. I mean, it just shows mm-hmm. how organized Union are and how difficult they are to break down, even when they give you time to break them down. It's mm-hmm. so hard to get through them, and they're so dangerous on the counter that you can't push people forward the way you would want to against a, a low block. Like if you're playing a team lower than you in the league and you want to break mm-hmm. them down, you can't do that against Union Berlin because they will get you on the counter mm-hmm. and they will be clinical and they will overperform their XG at this point. I think we can just say that they're just better than their XG is going to yeah. say. And so, they had the much, they had doubled the XG on IX in that game. Yeah. Even though it wasn't very high, mm-hmm. but I think also Union really just going for, we keep waiting for them to like falter in the league a little bit or, I mean, you know, when we were like, have have they proved themselves in Europe yet? All these questions, but they just keep going from strength to strength here. They keep, it's not like they go and win like 18 matches in a row, but they never like. Well, they haven't lost in 15. So. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> they never lose and they never, and they never like, even when they do, like they had that weird result where they get mashed by Freiburg mm-hmm. right after the restart. And we're yeah. like, oh, it was Union faltering. No, they like, they, they nothing really seems to shake them. Um and I think they played their best game in Europe in the reverse fixture. So I wouldn't be surprised if they play another good one. And yeah. that said, I don't think they're going to win by more than a goal because they're Union yeah. in Europe and it has to be 1-0. So. I, I think they outdo themselves because I think they should have won 1-0 last time. And so they'll mm. make up for it and add a second this time. Love it. I love Two it. 2-0 for me. I love it. All right. One of the most talked about games... From the first leg was Roma and Salzburg after Roma completely failed to take chance, take their chances after dominating Salzburg for almost the entirety of the game and still going home with a one nil loss. The Swiss team, how do you think they'll be doing? Or Salzburg is in Austria, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Switzerland is a nice country. Um, I have a lot of banks. Um, yeah. some chocolate it's kind of expensive uh, i hear a little you know let's not talk about their 1940s but yeah yeah sure sure everyone deserves a second chance <laughs> not everyone some yeah. people deserve second chance some don't um i think this is going to be an absolute disaster for them i think they're going to get a red card in the seventh minute i think uh <laughs> i really hate Roma. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i have nothing against Roma as a club mm-hmm. I think uh, you just hate Jose. I just say Jose. I think uh, Roma are going to get an early red card, um, and it's going to be a slog for them. I think they're going to concede six times and lose seven nil on the aggregate. Okay, um, <laughs> I do think a red card is a possibility because one Mancini is certifiably Psycho. insane. He is. Yeah, there's not many thoughts going on up there, and all the ones he does think are bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, this was the most definitely the most physical and like spiciest from that side of the ties in the first leg so could see something boiling over especially with how it ended salzburg are young salzburg are young roma are badly coached (laughs) anything can happen (laughs) we would say roma will probably be without tammy abraham who got oh really yeah he took a massive slice to his face against Mm -hmm. verona uh which like i guess tammy won't be the one getting a red then no uh probably mancini yeah a red (laughs) Uh, but they did also Dybala didn't play over the weekend. Pellegrini oh, wow. didn't play over the weekend. That would be uh, spicy. Pellegrini, I think, was definitely just being rested. Dybala uh, is a question mark, though. As uh, is, as he is every week. Yes. <laughs> and Solbakken looked great in his full debut. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the best players in their game over the weekend. But he's not registered for Europe. Oh, wow. Because of the UEFA restrictions wow. on their FFP stuff. So there are a lot of question marks for Roma. Yeah. 
that being said, I think if they're able to just play like they did in the first leg, that the goal should come. But they had a lot players, about the best Roma. players. Yeah. Well, when, it might in, be oh, Tammy does not score a lot of the chances <laughs> he gets, so Belotti yeah. might you know be able to find a little something there. No, honestly, this seems like a classic setup for a game where Roma are shite and like don't have any of their good options and then just like bullshit their way through on some stupid shit yeah uh but you know i have to stick to my guns salzburg six now okay i have roma taking this after extra time i have it three one as a final score three two in extra time love it except i don't yeah um let's move on to back to france back to france and this time ren will be hosting Shakhtar, who left deserved winners from poland after the first game and it was kind of fun to see them use 10 Ukrainians oh, in their starting 11. Uh, but Ren have continued to look not great, although they did get a win over Clermont over the weekend. And Jed Spence finally put in a good performance. You know, he got... Jed, 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 Jed. He was... I don't want to say he was single-handedly responsible for them losing to Shakhtar, but he did make a big mistake that led to a goal from um, Kriskiv, I think is how you pronounce it. I'm not great at my Ukrainian pronunciations, but Spence did get a little exposed. Uh, but he's you haven't worked on your Ukrainian pronunciation. I need to, especially. God damn it, yeah. David. I, I should be working on that. Uh, but you know, he seemed to be better against Claremont and seems to be moving in the right direction for this team. And you know, if he puts in a good performance, I think that would help him go a long way. Because I thought outside of that matchup, they played pretty well and was a pretty even game if you take away the Spence mistake so yeah yeah I yeah I think this is a toss-up uh I think I sort of feel like Ren can edge this in regular regular time um but I'm just feeling something about Shakhtar I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna pick him an extra time I think yeah you know a goal in the 115th minute sees them dramatically through I hope there aren't too many games in extra time uh yeah, it's... for my own like schedule's sake. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't need to be watching like five games until uh, until six. Yeah, Eastern. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I have a feeling about Shakhtar. I, I, it's not really like tactically uh, mm-hmm. or personnel based. It's just like a Ukraine thing. Yeah, I'm with you. I have this one-one to Shakhtar, and I do want to say it looks like Mudrik might not even have been the best left winger on their team because this uh, Chris Kip guy was great in the first pretty good season. he's gonna go for 110 million yeah <laughs> next win maybe Chelsea brought bought the wrong winger uh, dude, what if they trade him yeah <laughs> all right and finally ending with the once again the marquee matchup of the Europa League it's United in Barcelona uh that was definitely the most hyped up game of the first uh of this group of pictures and it lived up to the billing in the first sure leg did. I mean, it, sure did. it was a great game United We'll probably be pretty confident after taking a two-two in Barcelona. So, what do you, how do you think this game ends up? As they should, uh, yeah, they should have a little more flexibility and personnel too than than mm-hmm. they were a little uh, short on bodies, uh, especially in the midfield, um, as we saw with Veghorst now infamously playing as an eight mm-hmm. for some of the game. Yeah, um, I don't know. They United just look really cool and collected these days. They look like a they had a they won really comfortably on the weekend, 3-0. They mm-hmm. put up uh, the highest XG in the Premier League this year. It was oh, like really? 4.7 or something against Leicester. I mean, granted, it's less, that's how Leicester plays. Didn't someone <laughs> score like nine goals in a game this year? Uh, Maybe not this year, but... Okay. I feel like yeah. 
four point seven is the pretty crazy that four point seven is the highest. I mean, it's pretty it's high. good or four point five. Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, still great performance yeah. by United. Yeah, I mean that's like sort of. I'm surprised Leicester hasn't given that up yet this yeah, year. <laughs> I'm just surprised. That... Uh, so I mean, I mean, they just look so confident, and Rashford is in as good a form as anyone in Europe right now. So much so that like I feel almost the need to like write an apology letter for thinking like he was a bust <laughs> like a year or two ago. Um, I just legitimately forgot how good he could be. Like I wasn't considering, you know, people were like, clamoring and for him to start in the England team. I'm like Rashford. I mean, I'd rather have Foden. Yeah. Like maybe I was wrong. Maybe Rashford's pretty good. Um, so uh, you know, it's always good to have the striker in for him going into a match. I have no idea like what Lewandowski's deal. Is. He he was a little MIA for some of that game. Yeah. Um I do wonder if the physicality Lissandro's back. Lissandro's right? back. Yeah. Which should be helpful, but I do wonder if maybe the physicality of Shaw was beneficial in keeping Lewandowski in check. And let's but, not forget I mean, Shaw is a full three inches taller than Lissandra. Yeah. I mean he's, he's also just stock, he's a stocky guy, yeah. right? Like he's a pretty physically three inches makes player. a big difference against a six four five yeah. player. <laughs> so <laughs> I do wonder if like, different. if that is something that you know Lissandra's obviously a better defender and so you have to start him. But if maybe from a matchup perspective if Luke Shaw actually almost benefited going against Lewandowski than he would against other profiles of strikers mm-hmm. uh, that Lissandra would be much better against. So I do, maybe there's yeah. a chance there, like it might've been a one-off just matchup thing for Lewandowski getting, putting in a pretty bad shift yeah. in the first leg. Uh, but I mean, Lissandra is just better. So he should yeah. do a good job. And yeah. then, I mean, well, if Lua gets service, he'll score once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the real question for Barca though, is the midfield. Mm-hmm. Missing Pedri through injury and Gavi through suspension. Yeah. Um, that's really tough. I mean, they're they're two favorite guys in the middle there. Gavi's been playing like up in the front three a little more. Yeah. To make room for uh other midfielders, but there's gonna be a lot on the shoulders of Frankie and, and Cassier. And I think Busquets is still out, so who fucking yeah. knows? Like Sergio Roberto. Yeah, Sergio probably. Roberto, it's not their ideal like pairing around De Jong there. Mm-mm. Um so I mean, it, that what should be a huge advantage for Barca um, is sort of stripped away. Yeah. Um, question is how they cope. Uh, I just think the vibes are off for them right now. They haven't looked good in Europe all season, mm-hmm. uh, dating back to the Champions League, yeah. finishing third in that group. I, I think this. I think it's there for United. I think they've put in the put in the effort to to get this done. I think like a Rashford goal and whoever can contribute. Maybe some, maybe like a Sancho off the bench or or yeah. something like that to tap home a second. I like them two one and four three on aggregate. Yeah, I do. In speaking of the midfield, Woot played in the midfield again over the weekend and more in like a ten though, right? Yeah, more a little further up. Yeah, uh, but so so funny. I just, he looked good. Yeah, well, I feel like he <laughs> personally looks bad whenever I watch him. Yeah, he I'm like wow, good. he's awful. But then you look at the full twenty two and he just adds so much he's so difficult to deal with in yeah. that position and i have not especially against frankie i thought he did a great job putting up through balls and stuff i'm like yeah. what am i watching it opens up space for rashford <laughs> yeah behind too and use and like, the best on the left and right. yeah. or like it's usually like fernandez i think sliding mm-hmm. right yeah or le- left depending on who's on the pitch mm-hmm. and then like you know you saw uh i think anthony might still have a knock but yeah. it, sancho came off the bench on the weekend and scored today and looked promising again yeah and like even he's back in some form yeah it's interesting too because 
United were who started on the right criticized so much for their lack of Garnacho. Yeah. United were criticized so much for their lack of depth last year uh-huh. and at the start of this year. And that's been one of their strengths. And it's not like they've brought in a ton of new faces. It's no. just been Ten Hogs done a great job of getting this team clicking. And I have this going I have this going all the way because I think Barza defensively oh, are, are strong enough to hold out at least somewhat against this United team. And I have last it, week. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> got a draw. You know, it's not like they lost, but I have it one one and United winning on pens. Spicy. And that wraps up the Europa League. We're going to move on to the Conference League after Max does a short jingle. Um, but, uh, but, uh, uh, just the window. Wow. Buy our stuff. Conference League. Wow, that was a great jingle. Thank Thanks, you. Max. Thank you. Should we start with uh, Anderlecht and Ludogorets? Anderlecht. Yeah, uh, one of the highest profile matches of the Conference League. Uh, sad. <laughs> uh, it was a proper smash and grab from Ludogorets in Bulgaria last week. We so love smashing and grabbing. We do love smashing and grabbing. They just let you do it when you Ludogorets. Yeah. Uh, they, like the, their coach was very like optimistic about their chances after the game. Hockey, even. Yeah, one might say <laughs> for uh, for a for a team that's like. In the bottom half of the Belgian table. Yeah. He was pretty cocky about it. He was pretty cocky about it. I, I mean, with good reason. They had a ton of chances, a really high number of shots on target and XG. But, you know, they did look gettable on the counter when Ludogratz were able to get on the counter. That's how they got their first goal. And I think this one could play out very, very similarly. Underlecht yeah, will likely be pushing forward, but they're going to leave space. Ludogratz can exploit that space for at least one goal. I have this going 1-1, and Ludogratz taking it 2-1 on aggregate. I have Anderlecht taking them independence 2-1 on the day. Ludogratz coming through, much to the dis- much to the uh, disdain of the distraught Anderlecht fans in the stands. Nice. That was yeah. a good you use. You like of... the alliteration? I did. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Cluj nil won Lazio from the first fixture. Um, Lazio, of course, got a red like 15 minutes in. Yeah, very <laughs> early. Uh, which seemed to open the door for Cluj to get something here. They didn't. They didn't really deserve to either. Uh, hard to see then Cluj coming through um, at home. I mean, like I'm I'm giving them a goal here, okay, just for just for being at home. But I don't think this is close. I think Lazio will have a super, will have a you know three plus xG. Yeah, they'll just pepper the goal. They might not be that clinical, but I have them comfortable. Three one winners and four one on aggregate. We should remind the listeners that the last time these two teams played in Romania was only a few years ago, and Cluj won. Well, so that sounds like science. There's some, there's some history here. That, that sounds, sounds like fifty percent. They've never lost. They've never lost, lost in Rome. In Romania, <laughs> they have lost in Rome, but not in Romania. Yeah. Uh, they just add that Ania, yeah, the Kia. Uh, so I don't know. Cluj have they were at their best in the group stage when they just sat back and would draw nil nil. Right, that was when they looked their best. When they had to open up at all, they looked awful. When they didn't play football, they looked the best. Yeah. Their best. <laughs> they looked really bad when they had to open up and go for go for goal. And they're gonna have to in this one because I don't think they'll be able to counter the way they did against eleven as opposed to ten because they were just cutting through Lazio's midfield because it was one man. Right, like when they were on the attack, and I don't think they'll be able to do that again. And Chiro's also, you know, kind of refound his form since 
really, really struggling since his injury, since he came back from injury earlier in the year. He's now three goals in as many days, I believe, for him. So very impressive. He scored in the in the off days? Yes. Wow. No, and he scored one against Cluj, and then two days later uh, scored wow. a brace. So he's so. to score on, like, yeah. a Monday when he's not playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Lazio have been subject to upset, so I wouldn't, like, no, it's over. Yeah, it's over. But I it's been, Carter. It's over. I've been taking this one two nothing. It's over. Um, what is it over? Partisan Sheriff Partisan grabbed a one nil win in uh Moldova mm-hmm. somewhere in Moldova. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember where it was in Chisinau. Oh, okay, okay, right. It wasn't in Transnistria. Yeah, uh, it wasn't in Tiraspol. Anyway, so now we go. We know we're going to be in Belgrade this time. Yeah. <laughs> we know we're going to be. And there probably won't be anyone conspiring to overthrow a democratic government. Yeah. Uh, Which, uh, to be fair, Moldova, we're right about that. They arrested oh, six partisan supporters who tried to get into the oh, country for, for them, being, I guess, uh, dis- dissidents. Yeah, I guess, would be the Russian spy sent intel- counter- would, intel- whatever, whatever. I don't know for being bad guys. Whatever, fuck Russia. Uh, guys. Fuck Russia. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the bad guys. Um, here we are in Belgrade. It's a tough fucking place to go mm-hmm. um i don't know like what kind of fan turnout there'll be for a game like this necessarily yeah. but if anyone does show up it'll be loud and uh also sheriff what, what sort of maybe got lost in translation last week is that sheriff actually really outplayed partisan and deserved to win that game mm-hmm. from a shots and xg perspective and from you know big chances yes. and all those stats yeah. um but i think they sort of missed their chance here um I think this is one of those that that sort of flips when on the whoever has the home advantage. Um, and I have a hard time seeing Sheriff overturn this. I'm going to take Partizan 2-1, 3-1 on aggregate. I'm right with you. I just have it being a less exciting game. I have a one nil. So, yeah, I wouldn't say this is high on our watch list this week. Yeah. Um, Dini Pro um, returns to not Ukraine. No, this game's in Slovakia. <laughs> oh, it's in time. Slovakia, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, after AEK uh, pipped them to a 1-0 win in Cyprus. Um, this one is kind of a toss-up, too, I feel. Um, I do think I'm going to favor Dini Pro, though, on the reverse leg. AEK is always seems pretty comfortable at home in this competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, who fucking knows? We don't watch these teams very often. No. Dini Pro has had a great uh, season in, in, in the league so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is AK. So who fucking knows? Yeah, I do think if you tune in to watch this game in full, the quality is going to be way higher Better than, than people you think. expect. Yeah, these yeah. teams are... As we've seen in the group stage, they they have some quality. They do. They Teams definitely have quality. And they're... Because right up there with, with Shakhtar right now. They're who, above Shakhtar. Yeah. Yeah. And AK are doing great in Cyprus. First place. Two countries that get overlooked a lot in European soccer. They are in first place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Except I, the, the Ukrainian league is like fun and young now. Yeah. And Cyprus is as old as it fucking gets. Cyprus is the oldest league. <laughs> Pretty crazy. So let's let's, um, let's let's pin this uh let's let's call this fixture old versus young, right? Yeah, it's the it's the boomers versus the Gen, the Gen Zs. Z's. Yeah. yeah. Uh it's well, the fight for uh for influence in our culture. The boomers have been winning. They've AEK now have three wins over Dnipro this season. This is gonna oh, be that's right. time yeah, they, play. they qualify. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. this a new rivalry? Oh <laughs> not someone's gotta win on the other end before yeah. it's a new rivalry. Uh, I don't think they're gonna get that win. I have this going two two and AEK advancing. Oh, wow. I have Dini Pro winning two nil. All right, so home. there we go. We disagree on at home. Yeah, disagree on one of them. Uh, this one, I think we won't disagree in necessarily, but Ghent versus Karabag, who 
Uh, took a one nothing victory at home last time, but definitely should have had more than one goal. They might be kicking themselves for letting that opportunity go by because they thoroughly outplayed Gantt. The pen. Yeah, the, that was one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. We talked really about bad. it on the pen. Yeah. On the pod. We talked uh, about it on the pen. We're talking about talking about it. Yeah. Um, Gantt will have to play open in this game to get that first goal. And Carbag are super quick and they can be really decisive. And I know they weren't in the last game, but they do have guys who can finish. So I think it, sometimes you just have to open up a little bit, though. Yeah, you know, or you can't you can't uh, access the things you need to exactly to improve yourself. Yes, and yeah. you can't need to access those <laughs> improvements if they want to look better. Um, so Carbag are I think going to be able to score in this one because I think Gent will have to leave space at the back and Carbag will exploit that. I have this going two two, and I... Carbag advancing. I have it one-one and Carabag advancing in the same fashion. Wow, there we um, go. I just you know trust in Carabag. Yeah, I'm never going to pick against Carabag, even if they play Barca or United. You know who I will never Arsenal. trust in? Uh, it's whoever Marga? finished Fiorentina. seventh in Italy. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> whatever team it is, I will not trust them. You have uh, Braga overturning this four 0 <laughs> I have them getting pretty dang close. <laughs> Braga, I don't think they have a chance to win the tie. But I do think they can win the leg. I have Braga winning 3-1 and making it interesting. Are they because, going up 3-0? Uh, no. Uh, that would be great. I hope that happens. That would be really exciting if it did. How do you think this game's going to play out? I don't next? think it's going to be interesting. I think Braga, I mean, obviously they'll have to push early. I think Fiorentina will get an early goal. It'll finish 2-2. It might be kind of an exciting, like, isolated affair, but I don't think in the... In the uh, The what? Uh, what are you trying to say here? I don't know. All right, moving on. Fiorentina have been really bad in every other competition they've been yep. in so far since the return, true. and I just don't. I they can't. Cannot try. They, they can't, can't blow, blow a four 0 can they? they? They can't do it. They can't. Do There's it. no way. Uh, oh, I hope. They do. Uh, <laughs> uh, one game that uh was a little bit uh disappointing. Mm-hmm. I felt uh last week was L- Bodo nil Lech nil. Now we go back to Poland. Mm-hmm. Where Lech has been quite successful in this competition so far, mm-hmm. getting results against clubs like Villarreal. Yeah. Um, how about that? That was a pretty impressive result for them. And I definitely think there's a chance they can take this. I totally agree. Both teams looked really rusty. and They did, yeah. Like they hadn't played competitively in a while yeah. in the first leg. So it, it's really hard to judge because yeah. you know, like Bodo is. are still on their long break. and Lech I hope at least we like get a games. more exciting affair here because both teams were pretty exciting to watch in the competition previously. Um, mm-hmm. I'm leading Bodo only because of, you know, talent pool available. I'm yeah. just sort of with the rest that you speak of. I'm just sort of betting on the, the talent to make the difference yeah. here. And maybe playing that first competitive fixture kind of gets Loosen some things going up. again. Yeah. Um, also, Lech did play over the weekend. And they lost to Zag Zaglibi Lubin. I didn't watch this game, but well, I mean Zaglibi Lubin had the worst goal difference in the extra class. Oh come on, and, tough uh, place to play, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, notoriously <laughs> difficult team to play against. But again, with the team like 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 we saw that in the in the fall, where it's like no. when they're dealing with both competitions, they yeah, it's tough. They were like losing. They're like in eleventh and losing mid table, and then like going and barely losing to Villarreal, you know, like they're away, like they're just, it's hard. It's hard to say, but yeah, I think, I think when in doubt, bet on the the better talent pool here. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think that's better. I have them one, nothing. You have them two, one in extra time. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Trabzonspor who won a really emotional first leg, you know, they did the whole 
like honoring and remembering the uh, victims of the earthquake before the game. And it's crazy, man. They rallied around it. And I mean, they controlled the game like everyone expected. But once again, you're left with a home team that only got one goal when maybe they should have got two or three and kind of put the tie to bed. Uh, but as Basel looked awful, they routinely looked bad in every competition and i just don't think they're they just have, bad yeah yeah i just don't think they have the quality to compete with trapzone sport and i have trapzone sport winning 2-1 i think this is going to be a stinker yeah. i have it nil nil trapzone okay. sport goes through by default yeah uh because trapzone sport has rarely impressed me in this competition also mm-hmm. um they just keep doing enough they just keep doing enough so i think that pattern continues here yeah all right so there we go we went through Every game, talk about them a little bit. Is there a game that you're looking forward to the most in this? Am I allowed to choose uh, United and Barca? <laughs> uh, yes, but then you also have to choose okay. the second one. My argument for United and Barca, like I talked about on Friday, is just that it's got the quality of, you know, a quarterfinal Champions League fixture. Mm-hmm. Like, And not only that, but they're treating it like it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, sort, of, sort of two clubs that haven't had you know, the success they're used to the last couple of years and like desperately want to win trophies again, um, both domestically and, and in Europe. And, you know, we're really able to hack it in the Champions League. In the United States couldn't get to that top four. Barca's case couldn't really hang two years in a row in the group stage even. Um, you know, they're used. So I think both teams are really hungry for a little bit of European success. Um, they're both in, they both turned around their form this year. They're both, you know, back in places they feel they should be within the context of their league. So I think it won't be just like, you know, they won't rotate, basically. They yeah. want this. Um, and just from, like, a pure chaos perspective, Monaco, Leverkusen. Yeah, that was has to be the choice, well. right? Yeah. It has yeah. to be the choice. I think um, if you had to pick one, not just for the goals, um, for sort of cultural significance and or not cultural, but local significance and and uh and upset potential, the nons game. Mm-hmm. If if they're able to like get an early goal to protect, um, putting Juve in a place where they don't like to be, which is chasing a game. Yeah. Um that with with the crowd behind them, that could get that could be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I mean, I agree with all you said and kind of said the first ones that popped in my mind. So I'm gonna pick a conference league one to uh-huh. you know, give a different choice sure. uh, but i think the Dnipro ak yeah be a really good game i think the quality is higher than people it's good, expect it's a good hipster choice yeah and Dnipro need a score so i we think we should do a segment that's like the hipster match of the week yeah oh that's my choice yeah that's the, that's the one match of the yeah, week that's the, the pro ak that's the uh yeah we need a graphic yeah. for that oh yeah we can post that on instagram and twitter the hipster match of the week it's the Dnipro it's AK. <laughs> Uh, I just think the quality is going to be higher than people expect, and they're very familiar with each other, which yeah. I think can lead to a little bit of... Uh, they're budding a classic action. European rivalry. Yeah, I think there's, there's going to be something developing in this game. And you know what? They can meet in the Champions League qualifiers next year, too. So keep that Let's in mind. Let's rig it. Let's rig Let's it. Let's rig the draw. All right. Thanks for joining us in our preview episode. Remember, if you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review on Spotify and five subscribe. Stars. If you didn't enjoy it, then just don't leave a review at all fuck off then because you're wrong yeah uh follow us on instagram twitter uh i don't think facebook still exists i don't know myspace i'm pretty sure we're on there find us wherever uh thanks for coming along and as always cheers to the gaffer uh cheers to jimmy's demetriou that's the ak's coach right that's the ak's coach let's see who dd pros is
Alexander Kucher. Cheers to Alexander Kucher and Jimmy's Jimmy Chu. It's not that hard to laugh. Cheers! Cheers! <laughs>